Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Hello and welcome. Hello. To the- oh, you deliberately screwed that up. That was so deliberate. Oh no, but it's only uh, the pressure of knowing we'd got it right. <laughs> yeah, it was too much. Just once. Yeah, we, we couldn't keep it going. No, no. Hello. Hi. Hi. And welcome. How are you? Again, I'm good. Tim, to stalking time for the Moon Boys. You, we've got to be quite quick uh, in this one because Tim is off to see Mary Poppins. That's right. No, no, I know to see the play. The play. Yes. yes. What do you think I thought I meant? I don't know. People might not the film, know the who, new movie, or the woman. I thought oh, I might the think woman, I'm going no, to see Mary Poppins. Yeah, I um, people might have thought, yeah, that you were going to see a fictional yeah, No, character. I'm going to see a portrayal of the play starring my youngest son. Well, not st- I mean starring. My yeah. youngest son is in it. Yeah. Well, he's a chimney sweep. Don't do him down. Mm. But uh, <laughs> So anyway, you've got to go and see yeah. Otis be a chimney sweep. Yeah, exactly. Is he the chimney sweep? Um, I mean, Dick Van Dyke. Do you know what? I don't actually know. I just know he's a chimney sweep. Well, and, and I think there's a few of them. are you? <laughs> How old is Otis? Uh, he's, um, it would not be really funny if I just said 28, because it always is funny to say that. Quite funny. Quite funny. Yeah. If the timing was right, it would be funny. <laughs> well, if I did I, it instantly. I think you've put too many inverted commas around it, to be honest now. <laughs> um, but, um, he's 34. Mm. That was quite funny. That was quite yeah, funny. I were, wasn't yeah, expecting it. I exactly. was drinking water and I, I, um, I no, nearly no, choked. No, he is... Um, 63. <laughs> no, 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 it's really not funny. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure. All right, no, seriously, uh, seriously. I want to know how old he is okay, because... Okay, I'll tell you, I'll yeah? tell you. Okay. You're going to do it again, are you? You're definitely going to do it again. I'm not going to do it again because it's not funny. Okay. 36. <laughs> it's not funny. It's funny. so not funny. So I'm going to assume right. that he's old enough to talk no, it's to awful, you I, he about to his school. He listens to this, it'd be funny about saying, so he's 66. <laughs> It's <laughs> still really not funny. Uh, he's old enough to talk to his dad, A, about how a joke after a while starts to not work, and B, about what he's doing in the school play. Yeah. And yet you don't know. No, he's one of those. You a few, don't know if he's Dick Van Dyke. He's not, there's a few chimney sweeps and he's playing one of those. Okay. Yeah, All right. So, but well, often in these school plays, they've sort of slightly, you know, they, they, there's roles that they don't always have in the original, aren't they? To help yeah. kids get kids involved and stuff. If this was an American film. Right. You wouldn't quite make it to your son's play. Okay, right, right. I think you I'm going to die. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no you, you, you'd, be be like, you'd be like some big family issue going on. Yeah. You'd be played by Steve Carell. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. And there'd be a big yeah. family issue going on. Yeah. And your, your wife would have said to you, you've got to make the play. Yeah. Whatever else is happening in your life yeah, with, you with that podcast that you do about yeah, David yeah. Bowie. Yeah. You know, just make sure you're there for the school play. And then right. stuff you, would happen. You're, you're hovering on an American accent. Yes, Are you going to commit to it? It wasn't very good. <laughs> I can't do you know I can't do accents. Yeah. I can't, oh, yeah, I can't, I can't do any accents. Yeah. I can't even do an American accent. Yeah. Whether I was born in America, right. I, I hold an American passport. Right. I can't do an American accent. Um but anyway, 
uh, in this film, yeah, your wife, let's say she's yeah. played by an English woman. Emily Blunt. <laughs> Emily Blunt. Right. Seems a bit young for you. Right. <laughs> Nonetheless. Well, <laughs> but, I'd be played by someone younger, probably. No, you wouldn't, because you're the okay. dad. Oh, I see. You're a dad in this movie. Right, right. And, like, it, well, my point is simply yeah. that it's often the case in American films yeah, that the key moment of, yeah. like, them either making it right with their family, the yeah. problem that they've had, right. or not making it right, right, is that they turn up or they don't yes. to a school play. Yeah, and... and Right, so but I will get there, yes. which is why we're rushing this. Isn't it? We're not rushing it, but we're going to do it on time. Like rushing, but yeah. Although you... you talk about rushing it, I'd like to see your face when Otis is crying, and you have to say to him, "I just wanted to do the '66 joke, <laughs> just one more time." I'm sorry, Otis. Can I genuinely? <laughs> he says, "Can I get my pension?" Genuinely, do you want to know? I how think old that he is? should have got a bigger laugh. What? <laughs> sorry, I was too busy thinking. <laughs> He got a laugh from Ben, uh, and he's trying to keep quiet. And um, Ben is our new producer for, yeah. for for this week. Ben edits the show, yeah, doesn't he? So we, I know, we it's incredible. Of Someone gratitude. edits this show. But do you genuinely do you want to know how old Otis is? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck off! Yes, you, shall I tell you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm genuinely in two minds about this. And it shouldn't matter, should it? But it's becoming one of the most important decisions I've ever made. How old is Otis? <laughs> His age, genuinely, all joking aside, because yeah. this is about Otis, my son. Yeah. 93. <laughs> it's just going up. Anyway, uh, so we have to be quick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not, but we're supposed to be being quick. And one of the things that I think is important that we should talk about is we've had a small wager, me and Tim Hinks, uh, which is that uh, I bet him on my email hmm. that, that, that there's a Bowie song that I could play him that he'd never have heard of. What was the bet, by the way? The bet. <laughs> Well, how much bet, did I, I know you're a rich man, but you how know, much did ten, I say ten quid is ten quid, Tim. <laughs> but we, we bet. I said you won't have heard this Bowie song. Right. I found a Bowie song that I know you won't have right. heard. I bet you won't have heard it. Mm. And you accepted the bet, ten quid. And then it occurred to me afterwards, how do we prove... Oh, how do you prove... Because you could say, no, I know that. Of course I know that. Everyone knows that. I, and well, I actually, if you don't want to pay the money. Funny enough, I'm thinking the opposite. I'm thinking, when you say to me, here's a song you've never heard of, I'm thinking probably... So, so I, I mean, as in, I, I fronted it up and said, I'll bet, and I will honour that bet. Well, you didn't say that. You didn't say that. No, I kind of, I'd refer what you did I say? What you actually said was uh, that you found that hard to believe, and let's hope it's not just a track on oh, Lodger, yeah. the third <laughs> track on Lodger. But um, anyway... OK, so you've got this track. So are you still... Okay. We've still got the bet, Yeah, we? so I suppose I'm just going to have to say, I'll be really honest. OK. If, if you You're play yeah, it... I believe you. Right, right. right. Do you? I, I, no, I believe you will be honest. Yeah, OK. Yeah. OK, good. I mean, to be honest with you... I just think you definitely won't. That makes me it. more likely to be honest. If, if I was any, it's you more saying likely. That. It's more likely that you might contest whether it is a track. Oh, that's a bit, okay. Okay, so I'll, I'll play you a bit of it. I mean, okay. there's two tracks actually, but I'll okay. play you a bit of it. Hang on, see if we get this, the bit that actually sounds. I love like this. Track. Here I would, we go. I would just love this to be Lady Stardust. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Okay, so have you heard that before? <laughs> I have never heard that before. Okay, you owe me ten quid. Mm. 
is it a song? As you said, is it actually... Because I thought it might be, like, at the end of, let's say, Earthling or something. Right. And you'd found something interesting about it and you haven't heard it. Yeah. Which could be true, because I don't know if you know what the last track on Earthling is. No, I don't. No. So you... can we say we're evens now? No. Oh, right. Because I didn't <laughs> accept that as a bet. Okay. Yeah. So I owe you £10. Yeah, you owe okay, £10. That's, that's... You're going to actually pay the £10. Uh, the thing about... Or you're going to say it's not a song. I mean, that is a fair point. Maybe I worry it's that it's not a song. song. It sounds like a, de- it's a demo. Yeah. But you're saying it was released as a single. Well, no. Well, on, I'm on not vinyl. Saying I'm saying it exists on vinyl, which mm. is very weird. I've seen pictures of it. And I'm saying that it's track listed, as it were, yeah. on Pushing Ahead of the Day. I... As my... an actual... So is, yeah. it a, is that a Bowie is that song? A song, yeah. I mean, I, I have to also say I thought you'd mm. be more excited. Well, I suppose th- I think that's the issue, which is I'd be more excited if it was a sing- like a B-side. That, that, let's say we're in that territory. Yeah. And it was the B-side like, like of... a conversation piece. Right, and I thought, bloody hell, I've never heard that. And that's a proper yeah. song. And yeah. it was really... Whereas this seems like just something that would, does, would only yeah. exist because the internet exists. You know that's what I mean? true. And, and you're not going to be playing I, it at home thinking, I really like this song I've never heard before. Right. So I, in a, I think you owe, you owe me £10. Also, something about it which I think is problematic. Oh, I'm not going to pick that up. No, I'm not going to pick up on that. <laughs> it's problematic, which is the song is called Velvet Couch. Now, as far as I know, there's no lyric in it that refers to Velvet Couch. And also, as we know, there's quite a famous song. Again, not actually on any album, but quite a famous song by Bowie called Velvet yeah. Goldmine. Yep. And a, and a film called Velvet Gold, yeah. Goldmine that perhaps we can discuss another time, yeah. the Velvet Goldmine film, um, which I quite like. I yeah. Do you like Velvet Goldmine? Yeah, it's been a while since I watched it, but I think I it's do, fun. And it's, I quite like it. It's one of those yeah. films you think that at least it's covering a really interesting area and no, not many people do it. I don't think it's flawless, right? But it well, it's was definitely quite... flawless. It, I, I, one thing I would say about Velvet yeah. Goldmine is Todd Haynes, who's a very good director. I right. Think. It does an, an amazing thing, which right. is films about rock yes. stars that don't get the rights to use their music are the shittest thing yeah. ever. And it happens quite a lot. Like, there yeah. was a Hendrix film recently. That's right, yeah. No, that was I can't cool. remember what it was called. Uh, was not it called Jimmy or something? But no, it no, it's not called Jimmy. It's got Is a it? sort of poetic well, title. I can't remember what it's called. But I started watching it, and what it does, because <laughs> mm. I didn't realise until about mm. 40 minutes in that mm. they haven't actually got the rights to use any of his music, yes. is it, it has him playing the Jimmy guy quite a lot in various bands. Right. Has Eric Clapton <laughs> watching him and stuff like yeah. that. And you're thinking, I, I, don't, I don't think I know this Hendrix mm. track, right. this Hendrix workout. And then you realise it, that's because it's not a track. It's yes. something they've made up. It's sort of like Hendrix. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's and I think there's a few things like mm. that. Mm. And it's shit. You just know that's completely pointless. You haven't got mm. the rights, don't make the film. I mean, mm. it's a slightly different example, but in Sylvia, which is the film about Sylvia Plath, yeah. they didn't get the rights to use either Sylvia Plath or Ted Hughes's poetry. Wow, that's. So the whole yeah. film, you're thinking, like, why are we bothering? Yes. Because these yes. people, that's why they're interesting. Mm. So the extraordinary thing about Velvet Goldmine is it's really about David Bowie. It's yep. a kind of the nearest thing we may ever get because he doesn't yeah. want a biopic. Although I don't know if he can actually do that now that he's dead. Uh, Nothing to stop us. Well, we could do it. We could do it. Actually, but... I heard recently that, that Duncan was working on trying to stop it because okay, there, there well, is we... talk of it happening. Right. Um, but well, I see in a sort of Bohemian Rhapsody type way, a big, big film. Yeah, but, you mean? Uh, but they still, again, mm. no, Bohemian Rhapsody, they had the music mm. yeah. because Queen are involved. So, anyway, yeah. my point is that Velvet Goldmine is kind mm. of a biopic of Bowie in a very kind of yeah. sort of lateral way. Doesn't have any David Bowie songs in it. Yeah. And you don't mind that you much. You don't mind it, yeah, yeah, no. Because right? it does a very clever thing, which is it mm. uses songs by Cockney Rebel and other people, yeah. sort of quite obscure is songs. There's Roxy Music in there, was it? Yeah, yeah I think there's Roxy Music. Mm. There's also songs that they wrote. And actually, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play mm. this song, which I actually really like. 
from Velvet Goldmine. So the character is called Maxwell Demon, I believe. Right, that's a poor name. Um, and there's one particular song. Yes, The Ballad of Maxwell Demon. Do you know that okay. song? Okay, I, I would have heard it. very quick yeah. listen to it, because I was obsessed with this song okay. briefly. It's a very Bowie song. It's one of those songs we played them Who's once singing before. it, then? It's sung by Jonathan Rhys-Myers. Okay, right. Who plays yeah, the yeah, character. Yeah. Okay, so this is it. No, I think I think two things about it. Yeah, one is it absolutely gets that uh, Ronson guitar, yeah, the Ronson guitar orchestrated thing. octaves, and yeah. I think really, really well. It's a great vocal performance, but it also shows you, fucking hell, nobody can sing like Bowie. Yeah, and you just cannot get close, can you? Because I think what would make that a Bowie song without sta- a statement of the obvious is the way Bowie would sing that. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard it for a while. Yeah, and what I noticed about it, having. Introduced it as like this is a really good Bowie sound like it is a good Bowie sound like particularly the yeah, Ronson no, d- thing. Yeah, but actually there's something quite nineties about it. When That's you actually I mean. watch yeah, it yeah. again, you think, oh no, it's a bit more nineties than I remember. No, it. it's a bit studied, which is what it is, and mm. so it's a sort of pastiche. But it's that you know that um, uh, Mick Ronson used a uh, tone bender to get that sound. So it's like the sound of a wah wah, but it's like a treble uh, right. has been played around with on that guitar. So it's like the prettiest star. Yes, that, exactly. Isn't it? It's it that is what it's perfect going for. period. Yeah. So you get that really signature sort of guitar sound. Yeah. Um, but without that voice. No, but I You're like, craving, I, I, aren't you? I, I, great, great I like Jonathan Rhys yeah. voice on it. Yeah. Anyway, how did, how did we, we get, get onto that? that? <laughs> <laughs> it's what I how did we get onto uh, it? Because you were uh, something to do with me owing you money. Well, um, you, owe me, you owe me the money. Yeah, um, a film with the rock star, without it's whether, the music. Well, we were talking about whether it was a real song, yeah. whether, and I don't know how we got there. So one thing I did lead, lead me on, though, yeah. is uh, in the Pushing Ahead of the Dane yeah. uh, section on those John yeah. Cale songs, someone underneath it has referred to this bit of Bowie stage banter, which was in okay, Dublin in right. 1997. Now, I've got to find the correct bit. Right. This is quite a good example. I think Bowie did think that he was pretty funny. Yep. And we've talked to the show about yeah, how he yeah, wasn't. He's... But to be fair to David... <laughs> this is funny, right? I've seen a couple of things where he's on stage and he gets big laughs. Yeah. So, you know... And when, Sorry, when are we talking here? We're in 1997. This is Okay. But he's talking about a story. He tells a story okay. from the 70s. Okay. We, I think you might have listened to the whole story. Okay, that's all right. I went up to New York about 1917 to see the Velvet Underground. And I went to a club called the Electric Factory. It's nothing like this. How grand is this Isn't it? That is brilliantly told that, that as well. Is, it's brilliantly told. He, it's a it's proper a funny story. story. 
It's a good story. It surprised me. I didn't know that was coming. No. He really does a good job. He really does a good job. It gets a proper big laugh. Yeah. Yes, it gets a comedy club laugh. It gets a comedy club laugh, yeah, because... And he definitely tells it properly. Because I like the detail of it. You know, I was really keen on Lou Reed. Like, he sets up... I mean, we know this anyway, but he sets up correctly, comically... How much of a fan yeah. he was, how what a big deal yeah. it was to go backstage and meet Lou right. Reed, how excited he was to meet him. But he also and, gives and a hint not, it's not Lou He also Reed. gives a hint of how well Lou, Lou Reed in this story took it. He reciprocated it. Yeah. So you're setting up the whole thing. It all makes perfect sense until yeah. he tells you that and then it makes even more sense. You think, of course. Of course, it's Doug uh, Yule. <laughs> he um Can I just get a picture of Doug Yule up? Yeah. Because I don't know that much about Doug Yule. No, He's I a don't slightly know. forgotten figure. What is he? What is he? Rock. Just a look a lot. Is he? What? You know who he was. No, I don't know. Anything you about don't. Him. No, no. Okay, so Lou Reed left the Velvet Underground right. before Loaded. Okay. You know Loaded. Yeah. Loaded is a really good album. Okay. I mean, it's got New Age on it. Do you know that okay, track? I do. It's yeah. A brilliant but Lou track. not in that. No, he's okay. not in Loaded. Okay. Um, and Doug Yule, who was just a bloke, I think, took over, and I have never seen what he looks like. Okay, here he is. He looks a bit yeah. like Chris Addison. I would say. Yes, I see what you mean, yeah. He looks like a sort of, you know, fresh-faced... I mean, here, here he is now, but now that doesn't help. No, he look, he doesn't look anything like Lou Reed, though. No, he doesn't. That know. might not even be him, to be honest. That is him. Violinist. Yeah, violinisto bio for Doug Yule. What does Doug Yule do now? I mean, Doug Yule, you know, this is the bloke who took over from Lou Reed and in the Velvet Underground, and no-one has any sense of him at all, which is weird. I mean, no, I that, say no-one. Yeah, he currently lives in Wallingford, Seattle... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. With his partner Beth, his son Dan and two dogs. Okay. Oh, I think I do know him. You do know him. <laughs> Just from that description. Okay. Because <laughs> that does you. Yeah. So there we go. Um, so there's David when, a funny story. I mean, I think what it might mean, I'm not mm, going to do it now, mm. but it might mean that I might have to go look at some more because there's a few yeah. David Bowie stage banter. No, well, it's... Things. it's do you it's, know there was a thing that came out a few years ago? Right. Do you ever sort of see this? It came out a few years ago, which someone sent it to me. It claimed to be Bowie actually doing stand-up. Doesn't ring a bell. Okay. Um, and about, and I listened to the whole what, thing. Literally doing a stand-up Literally gig. doing stand-up. I listened to the whole thing, and really? then it wasn't... 
confirmed that it was him. Okay. It's audio, is it? It's an audio tape. It appears to be Bowie doing like a, a proper seems, hour. Okay. That seems um, very unlikely, doesn't it? Well, I don't think it's completely unlikely, but I, I'll see if I can find it at some point. Um, well, what I, I was going to ask you is, because Bowie, he's got that audience in the palm of his hand, as, mm. as, as, and it's a f- funny story. When you played... Like Wembley, mm. like what's the biggest state? What were you, what was the biggest venue you've been in, or the biggest number of for well, a, for comedy? Well, for straightforward comedy, it would be Wembley. Although, right. as we know, I did do um, Sports Personality of the Year, doing Three Lions at the, yes. in Birmingham in an arena. What I think probably what used to be the NEC, right. and there was probably more people there, and theoretically not comedy. But I, yeah, okay. I, so I, I sense some people the, were laughing. The straight. <laughs> the straight Comedy thing, yeah. Obviously, when I'm thousands of people lot, that's a wonderful. You know, you've talked about that many. Mm. Presumably, when it doesn't land well, is that doubly? Is that worse? Because Bowie had quite a lot of that. Did you ever have? You must have had moments when something didn't land. Yeah. In front of what? Yeah. Sixty thousand. I don't know. What, like, well, no, not how many people. Well, but te- uh, tens of thousands of people. Yeah. Yeah. When it doesn't land. Yeah, it's terrible. Like worse than. Yeah. Is that the, as bad yeah. as it can be? The worst be? time for me was was I came on to present at the Comedy Awards once. Oh, God. Um, and did a joke about looking like Osama Bin Laden. Right. That was either misjudged or mm. just not funny. I can't remember the exact joke right. now. Right, uh, I can't remember how it was phrased. Right. But it really didn't work. Okay. Um, and... Uh, Still have nightmares about it. Do you? Occasionally, yeah. Because it felt just awful. Well, it was a combination of the fact that it was in front of an audience entirely of my peers. Right, yes, that's... uh, And it was on telly and live. Right. It was terrible, yeah. When I occasionally write things down for this... For this, yeah. I found something... So I must have said, when Paul McCartney tried marijuana grass in the 60s, he was in a hotel room with Bob Dylan and all sorts of people, and he he basically smoked this... As You you know what happens, you smoke it. I know what happens, Right. And um, he called over Mal Evans, who's the sort of roadie, you know, for the Beatles, who yeah. did, you know, and said he'd got the answer. Like, I've got the answer, and can you write it down? Yes. So he dictated this thing. I and know then, this story. Right, and then in the morning, or whenever he shows, Mal says, oh, by the way, this is the meaning of life. This is what yeah. you said, and it just says there are seven levels. Yes. That's all he said. Yes. Which might be true, might not, but it's not much use to us, is it? I don't mm, think. No, no, it's quite Scientology. Right? So for example, it's not true at the Westfield. No. Well, now I think about it, because that's three. Is it three? Uh, yeah. The Westfield, West London, yeah. is three levels, I think. Okay, well, definitely, and also it would have been incredible if he knew about the Westfield right. in nineteen sixty-seven. People might know of a car park or a building that is seven. Uh, well, I'm that thinking in Captain Scarlet. Um, right. There's an episode of Captain Scarlet where uh, there's something called London Car View, <laughs> <laughs> which is sort of a car park at sort of a viewing platform. And, okay. uh, and that, I think, has seven levels. So that's what he was that's what he, that's, talking about. That might be what he was talking about, okay. yeah. Check it out, London Car View. If anyone Scarlet. listening knows of other places that have seven levels, yeah. I'm sort of hoping not, because that means it's definitely that. Yeah, I'm hoping that's what, that's yeah. what he meant. Um, but well, why are you telling me this? Well, because similarly, I've written down something which I'm interested I'm interested in myself, <laughs> right. weirdly, in what I've written down. Uh, did you write it when you were high on marijuana? No, I didn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, 2 minutes 21. And I think what I've written is... The whole of the 80s in one line. About Beauty and the Beast? This bit is the whole of the 80s. Okay. So Beauty and the Beast is recorded in, what, sort of 78 or yes. 77, 78. And um, uh, I've written down that this line 
is like, and I think I remember it roughly. Do you mean what he's the, the way he sings it is yeah. almost like this is what the eighties is going to sound like, but okay. we're still at the end of the seventies. Okay. In that, you know that way that Bowie, as you know, was ahead of the wave yes. back then. Yeah. I think he. It's like the whole of the eighties sounded like this. I'm going to just keep repeating so, myself until we play, play it. it. Yeah, yeah. So it's at two twenty one, and I, let's see if I agree with myself. Let alone. Okay. So you wrote you that down. I wrote and that now down. You're not sure. I just can't remember what the particular bit is. Okay. But you ready? Yes. Is, is this the whole of the eighties? Whole of the eighties. I know what I mean. What do you mean? What I mean well, is... I, I mean, it sounds very 80s. It's very 80s. It's What's got that saying? slightly speak, I wanted to believe, I wanted some distract, but it's that voice. Yeah. It's and the... and I suppose the reason I wrote it down is because we should rem- we remind ourselves sometimes that we are very serious about Bowie, despite... Mm. Sorry, and the, that is extraordinarily cool, ex- prophesizes the way people would sing. That voice got everyone, Heaven 17, yeah, I mean, Echo and the Bunny Men, yeah, you I, name it, Ultravox, they yeah. all copied that. That's true. I mean, I think what it brings home is something, don't take this the wrong way, Yeah. slightly banal. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, but in a good way. because right. That's the best uh, sort of banal, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because it's obvious, but it perhaps has never mm. struck either of us mm. before, what an incredible influence Bowie had on the vocal stylings of yeah. the 1980s. Like everything from Blumange, yeah. you know, to you yeah. know, Gary Newman, to yeah. Spandau Ballet, the way yeah. Spandau Ballet, to, yeah. even Tony Hadley, yeah. who is in some ways the opposite extreme yes. as a person yeah, no, to exactly, David yeah. Bowie, is still singing. It became how that, you sang. In that sort of mm. semi-operatic yeah. sort of way. Slightly speaky. Yeah. Slightly sort of, yeah. yeah. And, but also, of course, it's not the way that Bowie originally sung. Mm. It's what That's I think exactly, my, yeah. my daughter said was a crooning style that he evolved yeah. In the late seventies, because right. the original, yeah, sort of Tony Newley thing, yeah, he he dropped for this, yeah. this slightly. No, no, it's it's. We were talking, Pippa, my wife, who you know, and I were talking the other day about Gary Newman, mm. and he is married to a super fan, isn't he? Yes, I've met her. Right, um, okay. I've met Gary and her. So I met them at the Eclipse. My, you remember the Eclipse? The eclipse? Yes, about oh, 20 years ago now, probably. It's a club, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> what is it then? No, it's an actual eclipse that's of the sun. A, okay. That sounds like a club. No, it's an actual eclipse of the sun right. uh, in Cornwall. If you, I don't know if you remember, but when the eclipse happened, which I think yeah, was yeah. in like the late 90s, there was... Well, there been several since then. No, there, there hasn't been, to my knowledge, oh, the one where in we're... Britain, mm. a full eclipse of the sun mm. since yeah. the late 90s. Got it, yeah. Or possibly early 2000s. Yeah, no, I, I know the one you mean, yeah. And I went to Cornwall with my now wife, then girlfriend, who is Cornish, to watch the eclipse. It was quite depressing because the weather was completely wrong for it. Obviously, what do you want for an eclipse? Yes. You want completely blue sky. Of course, yeah. So, so you, you can, can see the, the sun and yeah. then you can see yeah. it change. Obviously, you don't look completely at the sun, yeah. boys and girls, but it's even so... worth saying that, yeah. <laughs> But you want the, the, the weather to, to change. Yeah. But it was very, very cloudy. Yeah. And part of what was made that extraordinary was Michael Fish was there. What, uh, with in you? Cornwall. Well, not you, with me. I hadn't gone down with Michael Fish, but right, I was... With Gary Newman and... Uh, well, hang on. Don't take it ahead of yourself. <laughs> I, 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 a lot of people were there, important people, myself, okay. Michael Fish, had right. come down because he's like a meteorologist and it's a big yeah. deal. The eclipse. Yeah, course, so I saw yeah. him uh, at a hotel in Cornwall right. looking really pissed off. And then I thought, but, why is he so pissed off? Mm. Possibly still about the hurricane. Mm. Yeah, still yeah. fucked still up got that wrong. Yeah, yeah. But I think more likely he's come all this way and the weather, the weather yeah. isn't what he wants. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, so then me and Morwenna, I think we were coming back from the... By the way, everyone's looked at the sun, haven't they? We've all looked directly at the sun. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and it's you're OK yeah. if it's quick. It's got to be quite quick. That's though. not official advice, but you are OK, aren't well, you? Well, part of the problem with looking at the sun during an eclipse, of course, you are very tempted to do it because it's yeah, behind yeah. the moon. Yeah, right. It's got to be all right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've looked at it, as you yeah. say, briefly, yeah. when it's like I'm unencumbered by yeah. moon. Do you think... Yeah. Any, is there anyone... Do you think, if, do you think it's possible... Well, what are you going to say? Well, I was going to say, is there anyone out there who is blind because they looked at the sun? Oh, I thought you were going to say... I had a whole joke ready because I decided that you were going to say, is there anyone out there who's the right size to stand in front of the sun and then you can look at the sun? And I was going to say... That's a very specific thing you thought I was going to say. It wasn't anywhere near saying that. I was reverse engineering what you were going to say because the gag was going to be Keith Moon. (laughs) (laughs) My God, that is retrofitting to extreme. The chances of me saying that to set that up are so infinitesimally small. Well, yes, we're, we're talking about quantum physics here. Um, yes, no, I, I decided I've got this joke, it's going to be great, and Tim's going to say something that's going to lead Which allows the punchline, Keith Moon. Keith Moon. Well, you know. Oh, yet again, fair. he hasn't set it up for me. <laughs> be fair to me, it's a podcast about music. We're talking about Eclipse. No, but you start to say, I wonder if. Yeah, but the thing I'm going to say is not about music, <laughs> it's about someone being tall enough to block out the sun. It's yeah. got nothing also, to do with it. Wasn't particularly tall. Also, it wasn't tall. But apparently, you can you can look at the sun if Keith Moon is standing in front of it. Well, that's true. As well. like that's true of anyone. Yeah. So, what was the question? Can you imagine a rock drummer who might block out the sun? That yeah. was going to be my question. Yeah. Oh, we had a dark side um, though. Hey. <laughs> Forget the moon stuff. It's not working. Do you think anyone's actually looked at the sun and? Says, yeah, it's true. I, I just looked at it too long. I wish I hadn't. Um, They've suffered. I don't know. No, I mean, I, I don't think you know, but no it's interesting to know. Trump did it, didn't he? Did was, he? Yeah, yeah, because there was an eclipse in America okay. after, you know, quite recently, because after he Trump looked directly came to power, at it. And he's got his glasses on, but he's, there's a right. shot of him looking directly at right. the sun, and it's all one of many shots of Trump doing something stupid. Right, right, right. Um, possibly mm. not as stupid as trying to reverse mm. engineer that Keith Moon joke. No, that was extraordinary. Yeah, um, That was playing anyway, the numbers Anyway, game. so to mm. finally get to the point, mm. I think we were coming back from... It is still quite impressive, because even though it was completely grey, oh, right, right, the, the, the eclipse, eclipse. Oh, it does go in. really dark mm. for about a minute, mm. and all the animals get confused. Mm. You can hear birds oh, really? starting to sing, like, oh, like the way they do at the end of the day yeah. or whatever. I didn't quite work that, that bit of trying to set the scene. Anyway, anyway, we're going back towards a hotel in Falmouth. It's likely the worst opening paragraph to a novel ever. And a van is there just on yeah. the road, and it, the back right. of the van opens, and it's Gary Newman and his right. wife, okay. who've come down for the eclipse. And they're just being really friendly and nice. And okay. they, 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 I've never met Gary Newman, but he right. said hello to me. Right. I think he might have known Morwenna, because Morwenna used to produce the Jack Doherty show. Oh, yeah, of course. And the right. reason I'm bringing it up mm. is that I think is that David Bowie was on the Jack Doherty show. It's was a really he? brilliant yeah, uh, yes. interview. No, it's I a think, really yes. brilliant interview. Right. With, with, and that's why I mm, did it. Mm. I, and that's why I've got children. I've wow, just realised this. is, this is so an amazing, amazing moment. I've just realised it all come together. My right. whole life has come together. Despite the Keith Moon joke, which is, when I actually think about it, the reason I did the Jack Doherty show in 1997 yeah. uh, is it was on Channel 5, when Channel 5 was a tiny bit cooler that. than it yeah. is now, and they, they used to have the Jack Doherty show as a yeah. regular show. 
And I did that show because David Bowie was on it. And I thought, oh, well, if David Bowie's done it, I should do it. That's where I met properly Wena. How lovely. She was producing it. Mm. Um, And soon after that, we got together. Yeah. So Bowie is responsible. I should, at some point, maybe for another, I should tell you how I met, it's not Bowie related, but how I met my wife. Well, tell me now. I mean, it's got no Bowie connection, but it's... So it's 1996, and I'm uh, obviously single, and I'm going to an Arsenal game, and I got a phone call. Um, would it be in a text message in 96? I feel like it was text message. So let's say it was. Um, from my friend Dave Dowding. Dave Dowding, yeah. Yeah, he's not... I haven't seen him for a while, but he's a lovely fellow. Yeah. Um, or Dave Ding Dong, as we called him. Right, he's always got a nickname. Um... And he said, come to a party, like, you know, like in, we're going to a party. And I remember thinking, or saying, I'm not interested, I don't want to go, I'm going to go home. Just sort of, you know, not not up for it tonight. And then he texted me saying, it's in this particular road. And and, and I said, I'm not, look, I'm not up for it. But then I cr- was walking back to the tube and crossed this road and said, I'm, that's the road. All right. that, yeah. So I texted him saying, I think I'm actually on the road. And All he right. said, well, you might as well come come by. So I then went to this party, and that is where I met my wife. Wow! And that is amazing. She and and I met her, and she a friend of mine was basically harassing her, not in a me too sense, right. but was just no, I mean coming on to a bit. And so right. she came over to me and said, um, "Can we chat? Can we right. talk?" And that's when I met her. Yeah, and I knew immediately. So she made the first first approach. Uh, she did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think what would be marvelous mm. in a way mm. is if you telling me that story, mm. which you didn't think you were going to tell me, mm. and I forced it out of you, mm. actually made you late for your son's play. Yes, we're, that, we're that thinking, would be brilliant. Yeah. If like the story that led that to his yes. existence is what so led when to you I, letting him down. And possibly ruining his life. I think when I, uh, or what's left of it, because he's yes. 78, as you know, <laughs> um, is that at the end of the film, don't I, I'm on the shoulders of people, I'm going across to Pippa, yeah. sort of with the music playing, making my way to her to sort of explain, I'm late because I told the story of when we met. Yes. And she just thinks that's, that's not good enough. Brilliant. It's not good enough. No, 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 right. no, no, no. Well, I think more often in the American film, it can be two things, the child play. It can either be the moment mm. of uh, redemption, mm. and so then the parents are there mm. and everything sorted. Right. But more often, yes, it's the moment that yeah. the parent and mm. normally the dad, mm. not always, mm. hasn't quite got there in time. Yeah, yeah. and there's a, there's well, reasons there. for it, mm. but at the end of the day, it's his fault, mm. and that's what we're looking at. Yeah, but I'm going right to go now because I'm going to go in. I'm you better go. go. Tell you what, tell you um, what, uh, Ben has wanted to play the Langley School, and it fits because it's right. a school play, right. the Langley School's music project, okay. version of Space Oddity. Okay. You don't- Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I know what this is, do you? Well, I sort of... I don't remember it. Yeah, no, I remember it. it. I remember okay. it was a big deal. It was refound a few years ago. Okay. Uh, it is amazing. Uh, they, it's a school singing lots and lots of okay. different pop songs. And last week, you'll remember, we found a live version of Space Oddity in which David Bowie does the lift-off very, very badly. So I think the question is, how do Langley School's music project manage it?
<laughs> okay, it's a victory for the Langley Schools Music Project. 